The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 till 11. On the line now from Davidson's Accounting, we have their manager of self-managed super funds, Simon Abbott. Simon, thank you very much for being on the program. Hi, Mitchell. How are you going? Good, thank you. I thought we'd get you on the program today to talk about self-managed super funds because it's an interesting subject area to me and I'd be fascinated to hear more about how it all works and uh, maybe for people listening, they can listen and see, you know, could a, super, a self-managed superannuation fund actually work for them? So, first of all, I suppose to get started, can you talk to us about what actually is a self-managed super fund? How does it work? Yeah, so Mitchell, uh, self-managed uh, super is exactly as the name implies. Uh, you're in direct control of your of your superannuation nest egg. Uh, you're in the in the driver's seat as such. You've got flexibility and choice over the investment strategy of your super fund. So you can choose what to invest in and how. So whether that's you know listed shares on the ASX, a managed fund, uh, or property. Um, so of course with with control comes responsibility and, and trustee duties. So an SMSF is not for everyone. It's uh, highly regulated, needs to be audited every year to ensure it complies with the rules. So this is where you know, professional firms such as the Davidsons can help trustees in meeting their responsibilities. Um, I guess contrast that with your normal industry or retail funds in which a, a super provider actually manages your retirement funds for you. So uh, with normal super, you still have a level of control as to what investment option you'd like to invest in, common options being you know, conservative, balanced uh, or growth models. However, generally, uh, you're unable to choose the specific assets within those, um, within those structures. So look, that's not to say you know, one is better than the other, Mitchell, because it depends on your, your personal circumstances and your objectives and goals. End of the day, super... SMSFs are highly regulated, and if you have an SMSF report, you engage the right professional to help you navigate the rules. Do you have a sense as to what proportion of people have a self-managed super fund? Because it seems like there's quite a few hoops you have to jump through, as you say, and uh, it would probably be quite onerous for a number of people, I'd imagine. Yeah, so look, SMSFs, yeah, there's a fair increase um, in popularity with with, with SMSFs. Uh, the the number of establishments um, that the ATO records each year uh, is is increasing, um, and that's because yeah, SMSFs uh, are attractive to certain types of uh, individuals, and and definitely what we find at, at Davidson's uh, with a lot of our business clients um, who are involved in the intricacies of you know running their own business is naturally they're attracted to uh, managing their their. Uh, superannuation as well. Well, I was looking through my uh, super and like you said, there's a number of different options you can choose, the more conservative path or something that's more designed for growth, which sort of seemed appropriate given that I'm relatively young and won't be retiring. And I imagine by the time I get to retirement age, the government will have set it at 80 years old or something where you can actually access <laughs> your super. But um, I was looking through the list of companies that they invested in through shares. And you know, there's a couple of companies on that list. I thought I don't really support what that particular company is doing for a number of reasons. I thought, do I really want my money invested in that? So I'd imagine that would be one of the draw cards of self-managed super is that you can actually choose where you want to invest your money. Yeah, that's that's exactly right, um, Mitchell. With self-managed funds, as I've mentioned before, you've, you've got the choice. Uh, you, you get to choose um, what 
uh, kind of companies you want to invest in, um, whether they're yeah, listed companies, um, you know, Australia, overseas. Um, and as you say, uh, depending on what that you know company does, um, you've you've got you've got choice as to you know whether you want to go with them uh, or not. So um, yeah, definitely um, a big advantage of, of self managed is that is that flexibility to to be you know pick and choose uh, what investment option you'd like. On the flip side to that point about um, having that choice, I suppose I was talking to someone else about this and I said, how do you feel about super? And they said, well, just leave it to the professionals, the fund managers of these big super funds. They know what they're doing and how could I possibly expect if I was managing my own fund to outstrip that performance? Yeah, and, and that's, a, that's a really good, a good point um, because, you know, with, with people these days, we're, we're incredibly busy. Uh, busy, busy people. So uh, you know, who's going to have time to not only you know do their day-to-day lives, but also manage their own their own super? Um, I guess with self-managed super funds, the, one of the main attractions there is uh, the ability to invest in uh, in property. So um, with with your normal industry retail super, you, you don't. Yeah, that, that's not necessarily an option. You, you can invest indirectly in a in a property fund as such, but with self-managed, uh, particularly for for people who do have experience in investing in in property, um, then yeah, property is a is a really big a big draw card um, for for those type of investors. Now there always seems to be changes in superannuation, but I believe there's been quite a few changes in the last year. Can you tell us about those? Yeah, so one of the key changes um, applicable for, for everyone is the increase in the super guarantee rate. So that's increased from 9.5% to, to 10%. So that's effective from 1 July 2021. So if you're an individual with a salary wage, then you know now 10% of your total remuneration package will be contributed to your super fund instead of the 9.5%. Uh, this super guarantee rate will continue to increase by about half percent each year until it reaches 12% on 1 July 2025. Um, another change is the indexation of the contribution caps. So from 1 July 2021, the concessional contribution limit is now $27,500, which is up from $25,000. Uh, and the non-concessional contribution cap has also increased to $110,000 per year, which is up from $100,000. There are some eligibility traps there to be aware of with both types of contributions. So it's best you do confirm with a professional how much you are able to contribute. Uh, for the retirees out there who are drawing down their super, the 50% concession to minimum pension drawdown rates has been extended for another year. So the government did temporarily halve the, the drawdown amounts for the 2021 financial year in response to the uh, COVID. Uh, so this has now been extended for 2020 year, 2022 financial year also. Uh, from an SMSF perspective, uh, one of the major changes there, there's been an increase in the amount of allowable members in an SMSF. So that's gone from four to six. And another bit of a focus um, at the moment with SMSFs and that's getting some press at the moment is ensuring all transactions in an SMSF are occurring on arm's length terms. 
So this is particularly important when an SMSF is dealing with a related party. So not trying to get too technical there, but we do have some more information uh, on an article on our Davidson's website, which will be published this week. And just on that point, you mentioned that uh, the super fund, if it's an SMSF, has to be audited every year. Can you explain what that process is like and I suppose what sorts of things are being looked at in that audit? Yeah, so, uh, yeah, with with an audit, um, what I guess our role at Davidson's is we would help a client with an SMSF prepare their super fund's financial statements and, and tax returns. Uh, along with all the supporting work papers um, and evidence supporting those transactions. Those kind of work papers and statements would then be forwarded to uh, an auditor who would then ensure that those financial statements have been prepared in accordance with all the superannuation laws and and regulations. Um, And some of the key things they're looking at there is from a compliance perspective, ensuring that no uh, members have accessed their, their super without being uh, entitled to um, or there hasn't been any financial assistance provided to, to members or, or related parties uh, during that financial year. They're also wanting to ensure that all the all the assets have been valued appropriately um, and are all reflected at, at market value at the end of the year. So those are, the, I guess, some of the big things there, but it's, it's a very complex area and um, there's a number of rules and regulations they need to tick off because essentially they're um, acting for the ATO in a sense. They're, any any compliance breaches the auditor finds uh, are reported to the to the tax office. So, um, yeah, the audit is a, is a very important um, uh, yeah, function um, for, yeah, for self-managed super funds. And can you explain in your experience of helping people with self-managed super funds, what tend to be the most common things that people struggle with? Yeah, so um, I guess the best thing as an SMSF trustee that you can do is is to firstly have all your ATO lodgements up to date. Um, so that's a big one. Um, if, you, if you've got an SMSF that's got an overdue tax return, um, and not only can you be up for fines and, and penalties, but the ATO can now remove your uh, SMSF's ability to receive contributions from your employer. So um, until your returns are all lodged up to date, um, then, yeah, the ATO will, will not allow any, any contributions going into your to your self-managed fund. So that's, that's just a, a huge one. You need to have your, your lodgements up to date. Uh, second tip is, um, as I've stressed before, just be engaged with a professional. If you have an issue or you think you've had an issue, it's better to deal with these things uh, now than putting your head in the sand and not wanting to deal with it. Uh, engaging with a professional early in the piece is important to minimise exposure to compliance concerns and also provide some ample opportunity to rectify any mishaps. Uh, one uh, I guess common question we do get every now and then, Mitchell, is uh, with self-managed super funds that own investment properties or or want to purchase an investment property, um, and whether there's any private use allowed for you as the SMSF trustee or relative in that property. So, um, unfortunately, uh, you cannot, under any circumstances, lease a residential property to yourself or a related party. Um, however, if you're 
SMSF owns a commercial property, the rules are a, a little different and uh, they can be leased to a related party business, provided it's done so on commercial arm's length terms. So again, um, as always, tip is to, to talk to an expert before you, you're looking at, at making any large investment purchases in your, in your super fund. And if you do have someone on board to help with your superannuation, like, for example, Davidson's, can you explain how that works and, I suppose, what sort of support would they be providing on a month-to-month basis? Yeah, so look, at Davidson's, we've got a, a real specialist SMSF team uh, that's really proactive in helping you navigate and comply with your SMSF trustee obligations. I mean, yes, we do do the, you know, the tax and accounting administration for your, for your SMSF, but look, we are much more than that. Uh, we encourage our clients to, to pick up the phone and call us if they, if they have a question. Uh, at the end of the day, we want to help make sure your SMSF remains compliant um, and ensure the structure of your SMSF is as tax efficient as it can be, regardless of of what stage in life you are, whether you're an accumulator, or a pre-retiree or, or a retiree. So we're here, we're available on a proud local Geelong run business. And do you have a contact number if people want to find out more information? Yeah, we do. So um, best contact uh, phone number is uh, 03 uh, We also have a, yeah, we've got a Geelong office on West Pine Street in Newtown and also an office in Torquay on, on Walker Street. Well, thank you very much for being on the program. Uh, really insightful information about superannuation funds and what people might be able to do with self-managed superannuation funds. So I appreciate it very much. Yeah, no problems, Mitchell. And obviously um, the information and content mentioned this morning was, was all factual in nature and it shouldn't be constituted as financial product advice. Um, so importantly, that information supplied doesn't take into account any personal circumstances, objectives or goals. So always recommend you consult a financial advisor who is licensed to provide financial product advice before you make a decision on a financial product. Yeah, well said. <laughs> Appreciate you uh, getting that out as well. Uh, thank you very much once again. Thank you, Mitchell. Thank you, Simon Abbott, with us there from Davidson's Accounting. He is their manager of self-managed super funds. And, of course, on this program, we don't give investment advice or tell you where to invest your money. As he said, it's all general in nature. But uh, what he's done, I think, is to present information about self-managed super funds. And for people out there that are interested, they'll then go away and make their own inquiries. The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 to 11. Or search for Mitchell's Front Page on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or wherever you get your podcasts.